Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) I am so blessed. I am so blessed, and I will tell you more after we pray. So let's begin with that blessing. Take a breath together. So grateful and so thankful for divine love, pure peace, the wisdom of love intelligence infuses everything. We're awakening in our awareness to the pure love, the pure joy, the pure gratitude that God is, that love is, that our life is a life of love and our mind is the mind of God. We are grateful and thankful to give ourselves over to the very highest possibilities of love. We are grateful and thankful to call for a full and complete relief of all pain, all suffering. We are grateful and thankful to let the past go. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and we give the spirit the heavy lifting of figuring out how to make the pain go. Our willingness is all that is required, and we gather together to be more willing than we've ever been before. We are grateful and thankful to let the pain go. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I am so grateful. I am so blessed. (laughs) And I'm so blessed because I just did a wonderful Forgive and Be Free retreat uh, here in North Carolina. Now I'm doing my spiritual counseling training intensive, and I will do another one next year. I'm not sure when, Um, maybe in the summer, maybe in the fall. Just not sure right now. But, um, and maybe I'll do a Forgive and Be Free retreat again, too. I've done one this uh, first weekend in October, second weekend in October, uh, the last couple of years. And it's just thrilling. It's thrilling to see people walk in the door at the beginning and... They're not so happy, they're not so sure, they're not so vibrant. I can see, it's right there, it's on their face, it's in everything about them. And that's the thing is, we can't hide anything. Everything is known to everyone. Why? Well, we share the same mind. We share the same mind. That one mind, it's like a giant billboard or bulletin board upon which... Everything is written. Everything we think, everything we've done and not done, all our beliefs about ourselves. Fortunately, all these thoughts, all these beliefs, all these experiences are temporary. And what's not temporary is our perfection, our wholeness, our beauty our wisdom, our clarity, our freedom, the all good of God is not temporary. It is our permanent nature, and we are grateful, we are thankful that this is so. So the reason I feel so blessed is because at the end of the whole weekend, everybody who was there, Everybody who was there looked totally different. They looked vibrant. They looked happy. They looked luminous. They looked like their true selves or closer to it. 
so many people tell me with great, great gratitude that they're thankful for the work I do. And it's so important to me that anyone who's grateful for me understand that I am grateful for you. I'm grateful for them because it's in the joining together. It's us connecting by means of this radio show, by means of coming on retreat together. It's our willingness to do the work together. It is so powerful and so healing. And whenever anyone joins with me, whether it's transcending time and space with the radio show or working in Masterful Living class or Forgive and Be Free workshop or Finding Freedom from Fear workshop or class rather and whatever it is we're doing together, each courageous person who is willing to lay the burden down and anywhere, whether we do it together or not, we're all uplifting each other. So I am grateful because I used to dream of how can I share what I'm learning. I just like to share it with everyone. It's so powerful. So, so powerful. I encourage you to share. Share what you're learning. Share what you're healing. Get out there and share. (laughs) Share, share, share. Because it's the best. It's just the best. And that's what we're meant to do, really, is to share. So powerful, so beautiful. All right. So our topic today is... Forgiveness provides relief from pain. And I'm piggybacking onto last week's topic, which was about healing and how does healing happen. And gosh, it seems like that was a long time ago now, just a week. Hmm. Lots happened in people's lives because of the retreat. And a lot's been happening in the United States, a lot of energy shifting. And I am talking with friends a little bit here and there, been pretty busy, but connecting with people, doing my best to make some helpful posts on Facebook, my personal Facebook profile thing. If you're upset by anything, this need not be. I hadn't been intending to talk about things this way. I always just intend actually to let the Holy Spirit guide me, and it does, and I'm grateful for that. But as I wrote about in my daily spiritual espresso today, I shared a quote from the course, and it's from chapter four, section four. Paragraph. It's the this need not be section, and many people right now are upset. And a course of miracles has help for every kind of upset, every kind of upset, every kind. A course of miracles says this need not be. So in this section, Jesus tells us when you are sad, no, this need not be. Depression comes from a sense of being deprived of something you want and do not have. Remember that you are deprived of nothing except by your own decisions and then decide otherwise. When you are anxious, realize that anxiety comes from the capriciousness of the ego, and know this need not be. You can be as vigilant against the ego's dictates as for them. So, many people are upset right now because of 
politics in the United States and in other places as well. I used to get very upset by politics, but it's not bothering me anymore because I keep going to spirit and saying, what am I to take from this? What, what is the truth that's being revealed here? And my prayer every day, a number of times a day, is let truth be revealed. Let love prevail. Let truth prevail. Let love be revealed. And this is what I feel is occurring. I see it occurring. Now, when we're not willing to go direct to the truth, direct to love, what's going to happen is our false beliefs are going to come up for healing. And that's what's happening right now. It's happening in people's families. It's happening at people's workplaces. It's happening in politics. That which we have disowned is coming up for healing. Our false beliefs, our unloving intentions, all kinds of things are coming up for healing. Now, when things are coming up for healing, it's usually because we're resisting healing. We're reluctant to let go of our false beliefs, our thoughts, our opinions. And so when that occurs, it's painful. It's really, really painful. This is what the trust section in the manual for teachers is about. In my year-long course, Masterful Living, in my boot camp class, Finding Freedom from Fear, in all of these, I recommend to everyone that they read the Development of Trust section in Chapter 4 of the Teacher's Manual, the Manual for Teachers, and the Development of Trust section. Remember that uh, Jesus tells us in the Manual for Teachers uh, about the characteristic of God's teachers. And anyone who's ever felt one with another person or just not seen their needs and desires and wants being separate from our own, had a sense of connection and unity with another person, instantly becomes a teacher of God. That's all. That it, it, It's not some other fancy thing. It's just, it's just simply that, that you recognize that your needs and wants are not apart from your brothers and sisters. So, the, he talks about ten characteristics of God's teachers. And he says that trust is the first one, and it is the one upon which all else rests. And in that development of trust section, which I, what I actually tell people in Finding from Fear class and in Masterful Living course, I say read it every day for a week and then once a week thereafter. It's only two pages. It's not a long read, and it's refreshing. (laughs) But it does start off with some clear, hey, just saying, from Jesus. He says, in the development of trust, first they must go through what might be called a period of undoing. This need not be painful, but it usually is so experienced. It seems as if things are being taken away, and it is rarely understood initially that their lack of value is merely being recognized. How can lack of value be perceived unless the perceiver is in a position where he must see things in a different light? So we can't see it in a different light until it's being taken away from us. So we're in this, we're, everybody's in a period of undoing. And everybody's in a period of sorting out, too. That's the next period. 
And Jesus tells us this about the period of sorting out. This is always somewhat difficult because having learned that the changes in his life are always helpful, he must now decide all things based on whether they increase the helpfulness or hamper it. He will find that many, if not most of the things he valued before, will merely hinder his ability to transfer what he's learned to new situations as they arise, right? So think of this. Forgiveness brings pain relief, provides relief from pain. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is the release of the meaning we made of things, our interpretations of things. It's releasing the meaning we made and our interpretations of things. That's what forgiveness is. Forgiveness brings pain relief because the only thing that causes us pain is a wrong perspective. That's the only thing that causes us pain is a wrong perspective. Lesson 190 is called, I choose the joy of God instead of pain. And it starts off, pain is a wrong perspective. When it is experienced in any form, it is a proof of self-deception. It is not a fact at all. There is no form it takes that will not disappear if seen aright. For pain proclaims God cruel. How could it be real in any form? It witnesses to God the Father's hatred of his Son, the sinfulness God sees in him, and his insane desire for revenge and death. Pain is a wrong perspective. What is the wrong perspective? It's the perspective of being separate from God, not being loved by God, not being lovable. Pain is a wrong perspective. And then it says, when pain is experienced in any form, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, it is a proof of self-deception. It is not a fact at all. There is no form pain takes that will not disappear if seen aright. How can we see things aright so we're not in pain anymore? How can we shift out of the wrong perspective that gives us the pain We have to be willing to forgive. Pain is proof of self-deception. That's what it's saying to us. It is not a fact at all. It's self-deception, right? So let's go back to this need not be. When you are sad, no, this need not be. Depression comes from a sense of being deprived of something you want and do not have. Remember that you are deprived of nothing except by your own decisions. And then decide otherwise, right? Same thing as he's saying in the development of trust. The period of undoing need not be painful, but it usually is. Why? Because it seems as if things are being taken away. But what's happening is in the period of undoing, the period of sorting out is because we're praying for release from pain. We're being given an opportunity to see what is the actual cause of pain. It's our attachment to our beliefs. It's having false idols, right? So if we worship other people, in a special relationship, it's going to be filled with pain. 
the thought that they might leave will help us to recognize our attachment and where we're holding them in our belief system. Same with a dog or a cat, right? The perception that they they might leave us or they have left us. They've passed away, they've run away, something's happened. Somebody took them from us. All these things, they help us to see our attachments and our beliefs, the wrong perspective. When pain is experienced in any form, it's proof of self-deception. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is the release of the meaning we made of things. It's the release of our interpretation. Our interpretations, the meaning we've attributed to things, if they cause us pain, if they are not true, which interpretation is never going to be true. Truth is true, right? Beliefs are not true. Truth is true. So pain is a wrong belief. It's choosing to invest our precious awareness, which is the mind of God, into something that's not actually true. That This is why forgiveness, the release of the meaning we made of things, the release of our interpretation brings pain relief. Because pain is a wrong perspective. That's what our opinions are. That's what our judgments are. That's what our interpretations are. That's what the meaning we make of things is. There has never been a case that I have ever worked with someone in Forgive and Be Free workshop or Masterful Living or Finding Freedom from Fear boot camp. Never been a case that I worked with a counseling client that their interpretation was actually true. And anyone who ever came to me experiencing pain, who was really willing to let it go, didn't have pain relief. Now, sometimes things we don't make, we don't understand. So I want to be really clear about that because A Course in Miracles tells us uh, in the Manual for Teachers that just because the symptoms continue in physical form doesn't mean the healing hasn't happened at the level of the mind. Do we understand why? I do not understand why. We're being taught not to doubt the healing has happened and to go forward as though it has, even if symptoms continue. That's a really rough one for most people. And whenever it's really challenging like that to place our faith and trust in God, then a huge opportunity for healing is being presented to us. It is our answered prayer. Let us not run from it. Let us not escape it. Let us say yes to it every time. We don't have to suffer in pain, but we, and as it says in the fear and conflict section, Jesus says, don't ask me to take your fear. He would also say, don't ask me to take your pain. Ask me to take the cause of the pain. So that's our prayer. Please take all the causes of pain. I don't need them anymore. And this is what that development of trust section is about. It's about letting go. It's about sorting out. It's about saying, I don't need that anymore. Right? The period of undoing our attachment to our beliefs, our perceptions, as well as the things in our life that are our false idols. Many people, their job can be a false idol. 
their home can be a false idol. What does it mean? It means when you make it more important than your relationship with God. So we can go through our life, and this is so miraculous, we can go through our life and make our spiritual practice, this is what what I am doing every day, making my whole life my spiritual practice. So whether I'm figuring out what to eat for the day, whether I'm getting ready, I'm bathing, I'm exercising, I'm talking with friends, family, loved ones, whether I'm teaching a class, whether I'm figuring out why won't that function in my computer work, uh, Whatever I'm doing, I'm going to get groceries, I'm paying the bills. It's all part of my spiritual practice. So much more to come. It's time for me to take a break. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. So happy to be with you. (sighs) Forgiveness brings us pain relief. I know this to be so. I'm going to give you an example. It keeps coming up, uh, maybe because it just was such a beautiful example. And because uh, it happened here where I am at the Art of Living Retreat Center in Boone, North Carolina, up in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains. And it was uh, my Forgive and Be Free retreat uh, a couple years ago. And... Uh, so we, I was just uh, setting up the room for the retreat and going over it. And, uh, Sheila Wilson, who has been in class with me, uh, then she had, was in her second year of class with me. And that year she had been through just horrific experiences in flooding in her home in Louisiana, her entire home engulfed in the flood, her business engulfed in the flood. Uh, as I recall, she told me that every single member of her family, basically almost everyone she knew, lost their homes and their businesses in the flood. Horrendous damage. Uh, 90% of her entire community huge, massive loss and flood damage. And I remember initially when the floods happened, it was terrifying. She thought that some of her family members, her daughter, were going to die in the flood. They were trapped and the water was rising. They couldn't get out of the house. And, uh, but they did. No one died in her family. And then afterwards, so much loss. She said, Jennifer, it's such an incredible thing to see the things that the very day before were your prized possessions in your home. Now they're garbage out at the curb. You know, it just, what a letting go, what a sorting out. Uh, and, and then of course, In a sense, you could say the ego's perspective is to add insult to injury. You have to go through all this paperwork, right, to get your insurance claims and all of this stuff. So she was going, you know, standing on lines and government buildings and day after day after day, of course, listening to all her friends and neighbors telling their stories of loss and suffering 
And then all the frustrations that everyone around her was also going through with uh, all the insurance and just, you know, one sense of loss after another, one disappointment after another as you realize this is ruined, that's ruined, etc. And to have to do it on a personal level at home and in your business that you own, it's twice as much, right? So Sheila had all of this. And during it, I remember talking with her, she was absolutely determined to practice deeply forgiveness, non-judgment, to not interpret things, to not make meaning of things, right? This is what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not looking at something and going, well, that's a giant pain in the ass, or that's a horrible, horrible thing that happened, or, um, gee, that was really mean what you did to me, but now I'm going to forgive these things. No, that's not what true forgiveness is. True forgiveness is, well, that that is forgiveness to say, okay, now true forgiveness is releasing the meaning you made of it, the interpretation, but to really live without judgment is the fastest path to healing because then you can forgive the past and create no new things to forgive. And that's what I saw as the secret sauce. <laughs> Don't create anything new to forgive. Have no judgments all day, every day. Don't make meaning of things. Don't interpret. But that's what the ego is. It's a meaning-making machine. So it helped me so much to disidentify with the ego. Stop making meaning of everything. So... This is what Sheila was practicing during this intense time. And she was very vigilant for it. She's such a loving and sweet person. And she really was coming into her true identity. And so when she came to the Forgive and Be Free retreat in October... It was a few months after the flood. She's been through so, so much. And I don't think I'll ever forget standing in that room with her. And we were, she was helping me to set up. We were the only ones in the room. And I, I wished to write something down. And I couldn't find a pen. I said, Sheila, do you have a pen? She said, let me look in my purse. She went to her purse. She started looking in her purse. And she pulled out a bottle of Excedrin. And she was just staring at it. And I said, Are you okay? What's going on? She said, Jennifer, I have had chronic pain for years. More than three years. Chronic pain. I'm a nurse. I've been managing chronic pain for years. She said, I go to Costco. I buy the biggest size of uh, Advil, Aleve, Excedrin. And I always carry a bottle in my purse. People always know that I'll have it. They can ask me for it. Because I, I get up in the middle of the night to take it. I take it all day long. And I'm looking at this bottle that I always carry in my purse. And I'm realizing I cannot remember the last time I took any pain medication. My pain disappeared. She said, Jennifer, how could my pain disappear and I didn't even notice it? When did it go? Where did it go? She said, I'm, I'm thinking now, it's been at least a month since I took any of these pain medications. How could it happen? I didn't even notice. I knew instantly it was her forgiveness. She was so preoccupied with what was going on, with the loss of her home and her business, 
and helping all her family members and her neighbors. She had so many forgiveness opportunities, so many opportunities to forgive the past because she had a whole thing about uh, her house, which she co-owned with her former husband and all of that stuff came up for healing and many different things that were coming up for healing and she was letting it go and letting it go and letting it go. And so the root cause of her pain was healed because all healing is at the level of the mind. This is how it works. That's why A Course in Miracles talks about medication as magic. I'm not against medication. From time to time, I have a really bad headache. I take aspirin. I do. I don't mind taking aspirin. I don't think aspirin are bad. But I'd also like to heal the root cause of things and not take meds. But I don't think medication is bad. But it doesn't solve the root cause. If you do not heal at the root cause, then there's no healing. Love is the only healer. So if we're not choosing love, we're not choosing healing. Sheila was choosing love. She was choosing to have patience. She was choosing to have kindness. She was choosing to have generosity. She was willing, 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 practicing all day long. Did she like it? No. It was very difficult for her. But her whole life transformed. Got so much better. Who would think that the loss of your home and your business to a flood, the loss of your possessions, right? Your furnishings, your photographs, all these things destroyed would bring such relief from pain and suffering. It's because all pain and suffering is at the level of the mind. All healing is at the level of the mind. And the only healer that there is, is love. That's why I say, if I have a problem and I try to solve it with anything other than love, I'll still have a problem. It won't be solved, because love is the only healer. It solves and resolves. It dissolves back to the root cause. So we engage with the Holy Spirit all day long for pain relief. Not to take the pain away, but to take the cause of the pain away. If we ask for relief from the pain, that's temporary pain relief. Relief from the cause, which is always going to be a decision that we made. Somewhere in our history, we made a decision and that decision is now coming up for healing. And the pain is... That divine alarm clock going off, letting us know that there's a healing opportunity right here, right now, to partner up with the Holy Spirit and to offer up whatever is the root cause of the pain, whether we know what it is or not. So I say known or unknown, recognized or unrecognized, we give it to the Holy Spirit. That's the undoing. That's the sorting out that is discussed in the development of trust section. And many times people don't even realize how attached to their pain that they are. Because many people fear love. And there's a whole lot in A Course in Miracles about being afraid of love. We have to let go of our opinions and judgments 
in order to be in the flow of love. It's required. We have to, but our opinions and our judgments are the blocks to love. We treasure them. They are the false idols. I'm right about this. How many times have you been so angry and upset and bothered because you needed to be right about something? That's how it was for me every single day of my life. I need to be right. I need to be right. If I'm not right, I'm so wrong. I can't bear it. I already feel so wrong, so bad. I can't add another drop to it. Therefore, I must be right about this. I need everyone to acquiesce to my rightness and declare their wrongness. Such a strong attachment, all false idols. False beliefs are false idols. They're false interpretations. They're the meaning we've made of things that isn't true. They are the causes of pain. So forgiveness is letting those things go to the Holy Spirit for healing. And I say, Holy Spirit, take them out of my mind Heal them back to the root cause so I never experience them again. And let everyone else have a healing too. Let anyone else who treasures a thought like this have a healing too. So we, what happens is we become afraid of love. We think love makes us vulnerable, but it doesn't. Love is the strength position. But we think it makes us vulnerable for so many reasons. Like there's this whole interpretation that because Jesus so loved the world, he was murdered, he was crucified, he was tortured. No, no, he exemplified the body is not real. He exemplified the resurrection. He exemplified the ascension. That's what he did. So the interpretation is that because he loved, he was tortured, murdered, killed. But that was part of the plan so that he would have a really good example, a very dramatic example of forgiveness, resurrection, and ascension. So crucifixion, forgiveness, resurrection, ascension. We've been crucified. We've crucified ourselves. We have felt crucified. Right? Feeling crucified is feeling betrayed, feeling deeply wounded. In order for the crucifixion to end, we must forgive. Jesus demonstrated this. Forgiveness is the message of his life. Forgive the meaning of it. Give it to spirit. And then the crucifixion can end. But it can't end until we're willing to. To forgive, to release our attachment to the meaning we made of things, our interpretation. We need to be right. The ego needs to be right. And as long as we're identified with the ego, we're going to think we need to be right. I have this conversation with people all the time. So, but the release of that brings the end of suffering and pain. And that's what Sheila did. Her pain permanently dissolved and resolved because in her willingness to let the judgments go, to extend compassion, the root causes were healed and she prayed for that and it happened. Didn't happen immediately and for her it wasn't easy at all. 
but it totally transformed her life and her mind. What I see is so many people resist. They resist the forgiveness. They are reluctant. They're reluctant to open their hearts and fully love. I was saying at the Forgive and Be Free retreat that it took me a long time to realize, but now I absolutely know that the safest spot on earth is in my wide open loving heart. When I reside there, all is well. I cannot be hurt. I can only be hurt when my mind is closed, when I believe in separation, and when I am energizing opinions and judgments. That's the only thing that can hurt me. I know it now. I still find myself healing, but I don't judge myself for not having resurrected yet. I'm in the forgiveness period, but the crucifixion is over. The crucifixion is over. The crucifixion was in my mind. And some people, they believe in the crucifixion so much, it translates into their physical experience in their body. I did have what seemed like many betrayals and things that went on in my life. But now I see they were the sent from God helpers to help me dedicate myself to doing the forgiveness work. Years ago, I saw on Facebook, somebody asked, does anybody know a really good anti-inflammatory? And my immediate response was forgiveness. So I've read a number of places, I don't recall where now, but many places I've read that aging is caused by inflammation. And illness is caused by inflammation. That when the inflammation goes on and on and on and on, on a cellular level, that that's what causes aging and that's what causes illness. A lot of the time. Of course, some people get in an accident or whatever. But so, what's an anti-inflammatory? The best anti-inflammatory ever is forgiveness. I think of Disappearance of the Universe by my dear friend Gary Renard. We've talked about this in radio shows past, that he had that experience that he details in Disappearance of the Universe where he went to the movies and he had two choices of what movies to see and he saw a movie that wasn't so good. And so then he had to forgive that. And he asked Arton and Persa, why, why, why did I pick the bad movie? And why couldn't I have picked the other one? And they said, well, if you'd picked the other one, it would have gotten out at a different time. And that would have put you on the road at a different time. You would have gotten into a really bad car accident. You would have been hospitalized. And it would have been a you know long recovery period. And you would have had a, a lot of forgiveness opportunities with the physical stuff, with the accident, the financial stuff, and being in the hospital. I mean, so many things to forgive when you have a hospital visit, right? Uh, so, or a hospital stay. He said, but they said, but you didn't need any of those forgiveness opportunities because you were already really doing the forgiveness so you just had one forgiveness opportunity forgive picking the bad movie don't judge it don't complain about it don't make a meaning of it don't interpret it don't resent it don't regret it just go oh that happened what I say is I say live and learn Almost every day I say, when there's something that happened that I wish hadn't happened, I go, living and learning. That's the story of my life. I live and I learn and I'm grateful for every bit of it. And I go on my way. No interpretation needed. No meaning made. Onward and upward. 
we are the, in charge of deciding whether or not to align with the ego and that meaning-making machine. Let's not create any new forgiveness opportunities. So if we don't judge in the moment, we don't have pain. It's really true. It's a great practice. And speaking of all this forgiveness, I'm so pumped up. I'm going to do my Forgive and Be Free workshop, a shorter version, but I'm going to do it online, on video, October 13th, Saturday, October 13th. It's totally free. It's my offering, my gift. And I'm inviting you to bring everyone you can to join me live. It's going to be three hours It's going to be epic. I've never done this before. We will take a bathroom break in the middle. And uh, I'm inviting you to really come and be all in. Let's get some forgiveness done here before the holidays. And it's going to be a free class Saturday, October 13th. And I'm following it up with two follow-ups, both free. And if you really would like to have totally different holidays this year, really bring healing to your whole family, jump into my Finding Freedom from Fear boot camp. I'm going to do another one at the end of October, last one of the year. And just let's kick out the jams this year. Let's Let's not take any pain and suffering into the new year. It's such a a wonderful opportunity that we have to do things differently, to transform our heart, our mind, our life, and to really live the life we'd like to live. I never imagined I would be able to live the life I'd like to live, but I do. I do, I do, and I'm so, so grateful for that. Let us pray. And as I place my hand on my heart, I can't help remembering how grateful I am To everyone, for everyone who contributes to this radio show and supports it financially, thank you. Thank you for your donations. In gratitude, we let the Holy Spirit do all the heavy lifting. In gratitude, we let the healing be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Have a great week.